0: Welcome back to It Is What It Is." I'm Treasure Wilson, A.K.A. Stat Baby, along with your hosts Cam and Mace.
1: Yeah. Now, Cam, is there? Yo, you know, Cam, what you doing? Any reason you standing up? Stand?
0: Yo, today's show is sponsored by Dipset New York. You know what I'm saying? I know it's hot as a motherfucker out there right now. But when shit cool down, you can look as cool as me. This is our fall lineup. If you want some shit like this to be as cool as me, go to dipsetcouture.us, nigga. Huh? Pardon me. I let niggas know how I be, you know what I mean? No, real quick, sorry about that. No, no,
1: no. no. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know. It's
1: all good. Yeah, okay. man.
0: There you go.
1: So we're getting closer and closer to fight night. Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford will happen on July 29th. The 12-round fight will be the first Mm -hmm. bout for all four major welterweight belts Mm. in boxing history. Who do you predict to win and what are your thoughts
0: about the fight coming up? Damn, murder! they've been asking me this same question for a month and a half and I still have no answer. I've been watching the All Access. Yeah. It's hard because, pause, because Terrence Crawford is training up in in Colorado where the altitude is high. Arrow Spencer's training in, in Dallas, Texas, yeah, where it's fucking hot as a motherfucker, like a heat advisory to yeah. where they like people could die. Yeah. So they're both getting some good training in. I still have no clear cut answer for this question. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I think they're both very determined to win. If I had to pick one person, the only reason, and and listen, this is this is really really a touchy situation for both boxes, because mm-hmm. Bud is my man, Arrow's my man, both of them are my, my peoples. And I've been watching, if you pick somebody, the other person's like, stay over there forever. Don't ever come back. So I'm like, man. damn, I don't even want to pick anybody. If I had to pick, I'm going to go with Arrow Spence off One Reason solely. I don't know if I said this on the show before, but I said it to somebody else. Is that it is a video circulating where if you type in Errol Spence mm-hmm. street fight, he's going toe to toe with rib shots, no gloves, no nothing outside yeah. somebody's house, just rib shot for rib shot with somebody that's like 260 pounds and he made them quit. Now, Terrence Crawford may have these type of same type of videos, yeah. but I didn't see him. So if I'm picking somebody, I'm only picking it off of that video. Terrence Crawford could fuck around and knock Errol Spence out. I have no idea who's going to win the fight. But if somebody had a gun to my head and say, pick somebody, that is the reason I'm going to pick Errol Spence solely off the video. If you go to YouTube and type in Errol Spence Street Fight, that's the only reason I'm picking them. I'm not picking them off as championships. I'm not picking them off as training. I have no idea. But if somebody had a gun to my head, that's the only reason I'm picking them because Terrence Crawford could knock him out yeah. as
2: well, but that's why I'm picking him. Mm. He gave a lot of information. Um, I think I, for some reason, I just I just think Terrence Crawford is going to win. I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't do against I, that. After I saw the videos, I saw the videos with um, Errol Spence. Like everything, camera wise, looked like Errol should win. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to hard to pick, but I wonder who Vegas got. am going with Terrence Crawford.
0: This is this is a like because
2: if you saw the all access how 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 Errol was shadowing the the trainer and then the trainer switched Southpaw and he still kept hitting him, it it lets me know that he trained especially for Terrence Crawford and it seemed like Terrence Crawford. Trained just to fight Terence Crawford's fight, like he's not training for Arrow. He's like, we are gonna stick to what we do. Gotcha. So got it's you. like that's a taught, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's you don't a great, know
2: really who's gonna win. That's but, a
0: great point because Terence Crawford. Because
2: I have no reason why I should go for Terence other than he's he's just elusive. You know, the, the things that he, the way he box, he's, he got all the gifts. But it looks like. Errol is going to win, but I'm still just going with Terrence. It's it's
0: it's crazy because bringing that up, that's the one thing Terrence Crawford could fuck you up with in round two. I've seen him do it. Yeah, He comes, he comes uh, orthodox first round, he'd be like, yeah. I see something, I'm going to Southpaw. Yeah. <laughs> fuck a nigga up. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, I got this. And so you have to get prepared for that because Errol Spence never trained, mm-hmm. or not that I know of, never fought anybody who could just you know what, round four, we're going to go southpaw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then not only that, and when I watched Floyd Mayweather talk about him sparring with Errol Spence, mm-hmm. and the rumors are this. This is the rumors. Yeah. Because Errol Spence never talks about it, really. He, yeah. he he doesn't talk about it. The rumors are this. He came to Floyd Mayweather's gym, sparred with Floyd Mayweather, Gave Floyd the business. Like I said, Floyd, my man, I don't know if this is true or not. Yeah. And it was so bad that they told him, get out. Yeah. They said, yo, get the hell out of the gym. You doing that. The <laughs> fuck is wrong with <laughs> you doing that to the champ? Yeah. And when he got to his car, they said, no, nah, no, nah, we bugging. Yeah. Come back in. So when I watched Floyd Mayweather talk about training with Errol Spence, Floyd's mm. answer was this. Well, I just got out of jail. Because if y'all remember, I had to go to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was about to fight the guy. <laughs> and he gave me some good work. I, yeah. I needed that work to get yeah. my body where it need to be. But mm-hmm. when I trained him, my body wasn't there yeah. to be where it need to be. Yeah. But I can't lie. He gave me some good work. Did they ever revisit it? That yeah. would be the question. That's the question. But that lets me know because I never see. And Floyd didn't say that he mm-hmm. that Arrow fucked him or nothing like that. But I never see Floyd that humble. Yeah, i the Floyd. Fuck you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I it's pound for yeah. pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, TBE. T, yeah, TBE. Yeah, TBE. Exactly, TBE. I never see Floyd Floyd say, yeah. and then he also said, "I just got out of jail." It was like yeah. a lot of little like, little, excuses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I oh, don't know. I never heard that side <laughs> of Floyd. But then, then he got me ready for Guerrero. Yeah. And <laughs> I, and I got my body back where it needs to be, yeah. you know, and so like, hey, I got my body back where it needs to need me, but the, the guy gave me some good work. Yeah. So when they asked Aru Spence about it, I seen the one particular on uh, Gilly and Wallow. By the way, R.I.P. to um, my man. Gilly. Gilly's son, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away. Yo, you know, Gilly and Wallow, a big reason that me and Murder even speaking again. Yeah. So we want to give their family and loved ones our condolences and our prayers. Yeah. Um, but I seen him on Gilly's show and Wallow's show and they Gilly, Gilly was empty. He's like, nigga, I heard you whip Floyd ass, nigga. I yeah. heard you gave Floyd ass a He was a trying nigga. to
2: get him in his Yeah,
0: and he's like, N-. then everyone kind of laughed at her. He said... Now, you know, he, he said he just got out of jail. So, you know. <laughs> you, know you know. So, so it's like went, a win I can't yeah, count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he said, I just got out of jail. So, so Gilly like, nah, nigga. They said yeah. you gave him the business. Yeah. And, and I was just like, I'm not going to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, those are two reasons I'm kind of going with Arrow. But if Crawford wins, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I love you, too. I'm just going over those two things. I have no other reason to pick against you because... If you knocked him out in the third round, I wouldn't be surprised and yeah. vice versa.
2: Yeah, when it comes to this fight, I at the hearing you speak, it really can't I really thought about it. Um that Bud Bud has been hurt before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Errol hurt. And right. that's that's the reason why I'm going with with Errol, I meant with um Terrence, because I never seen Earl's hurt, so I don't know what he'll but come if, if things if, if, go that way, especially hurt. when you're a forward foot person and you always fighting going forward. It's almost like when we saw Tyson had the box backwards. Right. He didn't look the same. You right. get what I'm saying? Because he never had to go backwards. Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder. Exactly. Yeah. When, when those guys are put on the back foot, it's just... Just I get what you're saying
0: there. 100%. It's like, <laughs> like, I saw
2: Bud get hurt, and I saw Bud respond. Right, exactly. So I think Arrow is a phenomenal fighter. He has everything to make Terrence Crawford quit, but i never seen him hurt, you know? Right. So when you talk about people being proven, like, I've seen this guy get hit and want to fight more versus start dancing around and running around trying to get back. Which, I, I, I that's a great
0: point. They've never mm-hmm. seen him at the... The word is you never seen him in any adversity.
2: Yeah, so never this, seen him in no adversity. Like, right. he had to weather through this storm. Like, right. I've seen Terrence get clipped and and say, let's go, let's right. go. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's right. a different yeah. fighter than right. most people get hurt, and it'd be all over.
0: Right. I agree with that. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I think that they both want to win so bad somebody's going to get knocked out. Yeah, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get I would. I wanted to go to 12 because this is going to be a spectacular yeah. fight. Yeah. I hope it goes 12, but I see somebody wanting to win so bad yeah. that they're going to get caught slipping. I don't see
2: it going past 10. Yeah, somebody's going to get caught slipping. So yeah. I
0: hope not. I would love to see a 12-round fight because I know it may be the first two, three rounds. I'm not saying it will be. It may be fucking Hearns Hagler and They come out going crazy the first round. But I see the first two rounds going a little slow. You no know, pause, filling each other out. The niggas like, like right, the scorecard starting to kick in. Yeah. Uh, let's get busy, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But
2: I think this fight from the from the bell ring is going to be a fight from the, from time first round. Yeah. I don't see Arrow letting him get comfortable. I see Arrow pursuing him from the jump. So either Crawford is going to put him on the back foot, or he's going to be going forward the whole entire fight. Gotcha. And that's a bad fight. So I got Arrow, you got Crawford, so neither one of them could be mad. At <laughs> <weekday>. <laughs> be
0: cool
1: with
2: everybody yeah. and shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Let us know who y'all got, but we'll be right back with a very special guest. One eye.
0: One heart. One love. Excuse
1: me? After last night performance?
0: We're gonna do this again? Yeah! Not tonight. I don't think so. And make
3: sure you close the door behind you. When I take the pussy up, man. When I take the pussy up, man. When I take the
0: pussy up, man. I'm Rico fucking strong. I took that horse out and Baby! Fashion money, money, fresh shit, cash money, my scalp you back.
1: So today we're joined by a very special guest. He's a rapper, songwriter, actor, film producer, and a big contributor contributor to the world of hip hop. The Los Angeles native created his own songs such as It Was a Good Day, but was also a member of the classic hip hop group NWA that was formed in Compton. They created the hit songs such as Straight Outta Compton, F the Police, and Dope Man. The film Straight Outta Compton was then later produced by Ice Cube, which depicted the rise and fall of the group. He continues to create in the hip hop, film, and now sports space. Welcome, Ice Cube. What's yeah. up, baby? What's, What's happening with thing, y'all? Man? Oh,
3: man, Yo, man, thank thanks so for having much me. Thank you so much
0: for yes. coming, bro. Like, I'm Anytime. not going fan out or anything, but we appreciate you coming. Yeah. Let me ask you something real quick, Trejo. I, I just, you don't curse, did she just say F the police? Like, like
1: I don't I mean, say the whole curse. No, I am just
0: thinking, like, we've been 30 episodes and I don't think I've ever heard a curse. Hey, you won't. Oh, so I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, man. that's oh, crazy. Just fuck the police. <laughs> he made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that that's like, I don't pay attention to that, man. Yeah. Hey, yo, Q, thank you so much for coming, man.
3: Anytime, man. I love what y'all doing here. Oh, thank man. you yeah, so much, man. Great.
0: We appreciate it. So, look, I'm going to jump right into it it's been a lot of things going on mm-hmm. that you've been circulating as far as you and the NBA with the big three. Yeah. And you've probably, not even probably, you've definitely been doing big business on a high scale longer than anybody in this building right now. Mm-hmm. And you you say lately they know what they're doing behind the scenes and everybody knows what they're doing behind the scenes. But for the average person who may work at McDonald's a 7-Eleven a Dunkin' Donuts, or doesn't understand ad revenue mm-hmm. or um sponsorship or anything like that. They may not understand what you're saying when you say what they're doing behind the scenes. Yeah. What exactly do you mean when you say that the NBA are doing things behind the scenes to you know stagnate the big 3?
3: Well, you know when you got when you got a league like this, mm-hmm. the biggest uh, revenue is media and sponsorships, you know. Right. I mean, ticket sales is cool, but right. you really are uh, you really looking for that big media deal or you looking, f- you know, for great sponsors. Right. And so, you know, you spend your time, you know, not only, you know, building the business, but behind the scenes, you're talking to all these Fortune 500 companies, right. especially the ones that advertise in basketball. You know, we go right after them because they got a track record of mm-hmm. performing in basketball. So um, a lot of them already got uh, a sponsorship with the NBA you know so but they sponsor the NCAA they sponsor you know all kind of other sports too so um, it kind of sucks when we get there and we get in and, and we get you know down the line where mm-hmm. they want to do it and then they call us and say how's your relationship with the NBA right. and um, and once we got to tell them that you know it's not it's not totally 100 with the NBA, then they start to backpedal and say, you know, if y'all can work that out, then we can do a deal. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So that's happening too many times to count. You know, in seven years, it's countless of times. And then what, what you run into is that the pool of, of, of sponsors that deal in basketball starts mm-hmm. to get narrow. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just go to any company and say, hey, yo, uh, you know invest in the big three or or, or sponsor the big three when they don't do basketball. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to Gatorade, you're going to Nike, you're going to Geico. You know what I mean? You're going Mm -hmm. to all the people that usually do it. And so, you know, that that kind of hurts the league. We can't grow as fast.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Do you think that your league being in direct competition with the WNBA may be a problem why the NBA treats y'all like that?
3: It could be, but that's only because we're not coordinated. You know, if we was working together, we would make sure that we didn't play on the same days they played, and we right. kind of, you know, could schedule it out. You know, I don't think there's, you know, there, there's room for both leagues for mm-hmm. sure. Right. And if we was kind of working together, then we can, we can work it, out any kind of conflicts that's that may be there. Absolutely. It's because we're not working together. Mm-hmm. Now, we're bumping up right against them at times. Gotcha. What made you guys not work together from the beginning? Um, they didn't want to. You know, when we first thought of this, you know, it's like, yo, if you're on the block and we coming yeah. through with a product, we want to talk to the people that were <laughs> on the block. Well, it yeah. might be a problem. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's what we did. We went bearing gifts. We said, "Yo, we're gonna start this. We want to give you guys ten percent of the league for no money, just just cooperation." And they they said, "Thank you, but no, thank you." And we told them we're gonna do it anyway, and um, and so we proceeded to do it. And you know, at first they was cool because they Mm -hmm. thought it was gonna be like some bullshit, you know? Right. They They thought thought it was fake. some nigga shit. So then they realized, "Oh, damn, this is." This is good. It's, 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 it's definitely professional and it's 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 got class to it. So from there, that's when they start telling some of the people that that that's analysts but was playing in the big three. Like you know, I don't I to name them names, yeah. but he was telling them, y'all don't mention the big three when you're on the air, t- when you're on the NBA telecast or broadcast. Do not mention the big three, and that's where it kind of started.
2: Um, have they have they asked you anything like what, what will make it become cohesive together? Like nah. is it a percentage or is it Nah, they just look at us as competition.
3: Mm-hmm. Um and you know, that's the problem. We're not competition. You know, yeah. you look right. at what we're doing and what they're doing, they make billions of dollars every year. We're just six years into it. So we think we're complimentary. Right and By them labeling us competition, there's bylaws in their owner's agreements that can not invest in a competing league. So a lot of NBA owners want to invest in big three, but they can't because of their clothes. But they can invest in slam ball. They can invest in pickleball. They can invest in in, in, Uh, uh,
0: NFL, MLB, soccer league. A whole bunch of other shit that black people don't own. Yeah, yeah there you go that's, that's what you yeah let's, into yeah let's get to it let's get to it i was waiting for that yeah, that's <laughs> basically what you're saying yeah so let's let me ask you some questions about the big three so the quality of the players in the big three because i watch i'm a big basketball fan me and makes used to mm-hmm. play basketball uh went to college then we i
2: still play camp yeah I don't know
0: I don't know what in the forty and over fire league, firefighter league, whoever you play at. <laughs> Let me ask you this: So, do you hold like? Because that's that's the one thing I was thinking about the big three. I'm like, why isn't city related? Why isn't like why isn't the LA whatever team or Seattle whatever team or New York whatever team? What was the f- formula of forming teams?
3: Well, we you know, we thought of the league as, you know, like you would think of UFC or NASCAR, you know, the, we want to start this and be able to pivot fast and be able to do things and make sure the league worked, right. mm-hmm. you know, and before we start selling teams off. So now we're in a position where it definitely works. People definitely see, okay, this league is viable. Now we, we're in the process of selling teams. So you will have, you know, a Miami team or a New York team or you know, wherever we can, you know, find the right owners with the right plan. Because, you know, you can have the team, but you got to have a plan for how you're going to, you know, affect the city, how you're going to do with the young three. You know, you have a plan to really make sure the team and the city are working together. We don't want to just stick a name, Mm -hmm. you know, on a team and not really have a cohesive relationship with the city and a plan. So. Right now we got a few uh, guys we vetting who want to be owners, mm-hmm. and you know we're we'll
2: gonna start selling teams off.
0: That's what's up. Congratulations! Do that.
2: you think that there should be like an age where people can't play in the big three? Yeah, <laughs> I think so.
3: You know, I think like, but but your body tell you that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a level of basketball. You know, a lot of people are like oh, it's three on three half court. are oh, these dudes. Is- You know, um, they're not in the NBA. They might, someone might be past their prime. But in this setting, you know, playing half court to 50 once a week, you know, these guys really, you know, their skills are are really fine-tuned for that. Now, some guys, yo, Mahmoud played. He was 50-something. He played. He was still able to to give work to the 20-somethings. You know what I mean? So we got some guys that's in their 20s who can't, who can't play at this level. So it's really a level of basketball. Either you can do it or you can't. And what's different with the big three and five on five is, three on three, you gotta have all skills. You can't be a specialist, you uh, yeah. can't be a three point guy or a defensive guy or a rebounder. You gotta dribble, pass, shoot, and defend or you're just gonna get exposed out there. So there's guys that can do all that. And they they do good in the league, and there's guys that can't do all that, and they,
0: they don't. Right. Let me ask you this. Now, y'all are paying players. Mm-hmm. Do you hold them to a standard of being in shape, or is it a drug test? Or when you come in, you saying, look, you can't cheat the fan, and especially that we're paying you. Are y'all going to be in shape when the season starts and throughout the season? Do you hold them to any type of standard? Of being in shape not to cheat the, the big three fans.
3: Yeah, you know, and it's not just me holding them to that standard, they teammates. Right. Yeah. Hold them to that standard. You know, people think it's, it's you know, uh, the, easier you know, to play. It's
0: like your motherfucking money. Yeah. So niggas yeah. is like, yo, don't come in here bullshitting when I'm <laughs> paying you. You get you what know, I'm saying?
3: They'll, you know, if they're not ready, they get cut. Dudes, you. you know, release them, bring in other okay. guys that's ready. You know, the 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 player captains are the. They like the GMs too, so they get to pick oh, who they want to play with. Gotcha. You know, so if I grab, you know, somebody like Rashard Lewis, mm-hmm. he'll pick, you know, Reggie Evans. I want to play with this guy, so he get to pick two of the guys as his co-captains, and then they draft another two guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if nobody working out, if it ain't working out, they send you back to the draft pool, That's- pull another player, and you know, the competition stays high um you get paid more if you win than if you lose so that yeah that's incentive to be in shape and play and if you if you don't come in shape you're gonna your tongue is just gonna be hanging out when it's 12 to 6. Right. you know because yeah. it's it's still the same size as an nba
2: court right. but so do yeah. you know who sent you back to the dry pool when it happens yeah you do. You that got to you know, be crazy. You, <laughs> be crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 you send me back. You, send me it's you
3: back, back to the your <laughs> <home. laughs> uh, player Yeah, he'll send you back. You know, yeah. if your dudes got released the other day. You know, they bringing in a couple more, so we'll see. Yeah, if that got
2: to be crazy to but, know. It's almost like playing in the park and somebody didn't pick you, and they had one it, last pick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all looking around like who to pick. Yes. And you and you and standing you like, right there, and, he's and you like, got to see him
0: <laughs> <laughs> later on. So. Moving forward, what do you think is a resolution? Do you and I heard you say, "Not I've been following for years, but you like, Yo, fuck him. I don't really need to work with the NBA or anybody else. I'm gonna go on this tour and let people know what's going on. What is anything that you want to let people know about the big three moving forward? Because we're fans already, and just getting the word out there. Because, like, you what network did you guys start on? We started on Fox, right now, and, we're on CBS, CBS, yeah. What happened with the with Fox? Was that part of the NBA? Kind of, hey, what happened with nah, that situation?
3: with Fox, Fox kind of changed their business model. They decided to, you know, they sold a lot of their properties to Disney, and then with their sports. Mm. Um, They had these RSNs. (laughs) They had these (laughs) RSNs. I heard that. (laughs) Regional sports networks that they used to have. You know, they would have, you know, Fox Sports West or Fox Sports whatever. And so they sold those two. We was trying to buy those, but Sinclair kind of jumped in and got them. And um, so they kind of busted up how they was dealing with their sports. You know, now they just really go for for, – football and baseball and 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 wrestling. So I don't, I don't think they even got basketball in their game no more. Gotcha. So then we moved to CBS. It's been number love over there. Um you know, they got us over there with the big boy teams, same people that do the Super Bowls and the NCAA games, you know, doing the big three games. So
2: So what fun. what happened in between where you said you guys were looking to buy it but but something else we happened. got you know?
3: outbid it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the eleventh hour, we kind of glad we didn't get it because then the pandemic happened and the yeah. sports shut down. And you know, I so they was gonna St- sell it to you. Yeah, so was yeah. Saint Clair ended up swooping in and buying it. You know, we uh, it took us a minute to get all that money together, and and then they just beat us to the punch.
0: Well, yeah. good, man? Okay. I'm good on the on the basketball, man. I just want to get what i what I really wanted the people to know as far as the big three is that um you're a black owner, basically. Mm-hmm. and a lot, and we've been doing business for a long time, but a lot of times you have the average viewer that don't understand when, like you say, they know what's going on, because we know what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, but exactly. you got the average person who'd be like, yo, why does Q not tell us? So I really wanted you to come here and break that down and all the sneaky shit that goes on. Yeah. And all that foul shit behind the behind the scenes that people don't that people don't know because they've never done business on the level you have. And I was like, Q keeps saying you know what's going on. And I really wanted you to come up here. And explain that to people because everybody doesn't have the business mind or the ethics that you have, man. Yeah. I
3: appreciate that, man. I appreciate just you allowing me to be able to get speak the fuck on it because, 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 you, know, because I mean, this, you know, I mean, cut this corporate No, the whole thing. I appreciate that, yeah. but the whole thing was to be able to 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 find these you know alternative outlets that's yeah. not you know mainstream media, you know right. that can, you know where you can like say what you need to say without uh the host kind of, you know, steering you the way yeah, that you yeah. know all that kind of stuff. So, I just appreciate I appreciate you guys even got this show cuz yeah. sports needs this. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Sports needs a new uh flavor, new angle, yeah. some realness um yeah. and so, you know, I was excited that you guys you know got this going and running and you guys you I know
0: appreciate, we appreciate i can
3: they need to come cut the check and put y'all you <laughs> no
0: know, i was saying no well yeah thank you for that look yeah definitely Yeah, yeah, yeah they need to come on the put, them, put them on put <laughs> them,
3: that's them that's on that. so everybody can see them uh you know nah, but, on but, but, those big
0: networks yeah just definitely cuz my nigga like i said we grew up on you and mm-hmm. yeah longevity pause Murder. <laughs> no, no. We're <laughs> going
2: pause, <laughs> pause. Pause free today. Yeah,
0: this, yeah. so basically, is a testament. Like, yeah. you've been doing this for a long, long time. Like, we bark on her we, she's 22. She just yeah. turned. Mm-hmm. She's never seen Friday. Hell okay, hey, no, that was no, no. She's never seen Payton Like, no, 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 this is a fucking problem. This is <laughs> she, a fucking problem. She's part, problem. <laughs> she's part of the problem. She's man. part of the, she's the a problem. She's part of the problem. <laughs> no, we flipped about five episodes on her about this, man. Like, We was almost going to suspend her behind this shit.
3: Man. Yeah, you got some homework. Wait, I,
0: I, I, I do. I, yes. Can I actually yes.
1: ask a question,
0: though? Okay, No, so, oh, sorry. Ask yeah. as many questions you want. No, all good. She we thought know, it wasn't. I just wanted to get basketball because I got music shit yeah
1: yes. so um i'll on what they were saying overall you're very 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 humble and like even though i am younger and they get on me about that like like you said your longevity pause we all have kind of followed your journey and watched what you've done so my question is basically so the big three made history as the first black owned sports league which is a huge mm-hmm. deal you didn't even say it you just kind of sat back and watched but i'm gonna say it because that's a big deal Thank you. Thank you. what does that mean to you and for people watching what would you want them to know
3: um, I mean, it's, it's an honor, you know, I don't want to be the last. So mm-hmm. hopefully we got some young entrepreneurs out there watching with a, with a big idea that right. want that, you know, if you got the talent around you right. to bring it into fruition, go for it. Uh, and, you know, just being an example, mm-hmm. you know, um, showing that if you put your brain to work and, and it, you know, you could think of something cool that, that people can get into, um, So, you know, I I don't, you know, sports is, to me, universal. It has no color. So being the first black sports league, you know, um, that's cool. But I want everybody to come out to the game and enjoy the sport. You know, it's really for everybody.
0: Got anything yeah, I had I a question. I, I definitely, I'm, I definitely I'm had. cool on the mu- on the, um sports I, yeah. on, the, right. on sports. I'm I'm ready to go music crazy. But yeah, so I, to I wanted to ask one that. question
2: before we go deeper pause into the into the music. Um one thing that I was oh. I was really um admiring is that when you started in music, like the way you switched to um movies and doing this, what what was your brain thought in, in, in doing that?
3: Shit, man, John Singleton, you know, John Singleton, a director of Boys in the Hood, he discovered me, man. I wasn't even thinking about movies. You know, when yeah. you when you like in the game, you're just trying to be the best rapper in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ain't really thinking about nothing else. So um, we, you know, he had got me, you know, just focused on the movie and, and um, he, he invited me to his house one day. We watching movies. He's showing me, you know movies and shit. He, that's all he did was yeah. to show you different movies. So um, he just asked me one day, he was like, man, when you going to write a movie? And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, man, I, I, you know, I didn't even <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm just now figuring out that, you know, I can act and shit. I thought mm-hmm. you had to go to Juilliard or some kind of school for that. And right. so um, he said, man, if you can write them songs at Vivid, you can write a movie. And so it put a bug in me mm-hmm. that like, oh shit. So I looked at the script and I'm like, yo, this format is pretty easy. Like I can think of a story and start writing. Yeah. So I went and bought a computer that day, like, and just, I started writing. And um, the first movies I wrote was Whack. You know, they was just, was garbage. He was helping me, but they wasn't good. And then the third one I got to was Friday, you know what I mean? And that was one that was like, damn, this actually can be a movie. You can actually right. shoot this. So um, it was really John Singleton that kind of put that bug in. I seen the your store. audition
0: tape for yeah. Boys in the Hood yeah. too. The first yeah. time yeah. I went, that first one, was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they, he, he's like, you didn't take the shit serious. I didn't. Right? Then you came back and and you nailed Doughboy. Yeah. I didn't even
3: know well, it was him. Yeah. You know,
0: like I had met
3: him a year or two before that and then my manager was like one day she was like oh yo somebody want to put you in a movie yeah. and i was puzzled i'm like what i ain't, I'm no, yeah. I ain't no actor what the hell what? And when i get there it's him John, sitting there like yo remember me and i'm like yeah yeah i do remember you and he's like man so we went in for the audition I pulled the notes out of my pocket, the size, and was just <laughs> reading them, and I was just whack. Yeah. And um, he looked at me, he was like, dude, you're terrible. And he said, I'm going to give you one more shot, Cube, because they, they want me to bring in some actors, you know. And I'm going to give you one more shot. Go home, read my script, man. I know you didn't read it, because I can tell. <laughs> right. so read the whole thing. Come back tomorrow, we're going to give you one more shot. Right. So when I got home, I read it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's about our neighborhood. Right. And I was actually, you know, my wife Kim, I'm like, damn, they making a movie about our neighborhood. Like, that shit movie worthy? You know what I mean? Right. Back yeah. then, she was like, shit's movie worthy? How right. we grew up? And she's like, yeah, I guess they did, doing a movie on it. So I got it. So next time I went to go audition, I'm like, yo, I got this. Right. You know, I yeah. know all these niggas. Right. right. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how it, how it got going.
2: So. Yeah. Movie game. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy because I got Cube in my top five on um, best rap. Rapper, actors. Killer's in my top five, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I appreciate yeah, it. I know we near cube. I got about Killer, two and a half nah. movies. Nah. <laughs> no, yeah. but when I saw the Thank movie, you, when I, I saw you. it, I was just Love like, man. yo. That was cool, man. I was, that
0: was cool. nice of you, man. Yeah, nice <laughs> of you man. Thank you, bro. I ain't
2: nowhere near cube, nigga. Yeah, when I saw Killer in the movie, I almost teared up. I said, yo, he, he, really, he really believes that. <laughs> <laughs> so your movie, movie was great. like that, too. I was just like, wow.
0: Movie, I did. We... We it's based on Harlem. I couldn't yeah. fuck that up and go yeah, back man. home. Like same thing. It was it's amazing, like, so that's the it's same. That, that, yeah, that, it's that kind of the same thing, thing with, that you just said. It's like
2: your neighborhood. It's,
0: it's the neighborhood. and Then we did it for our neighborhood. Let me ask you this: How accurate is the movie Straight Out of Compton? Straight Out of Compton
3: is 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 very accurate. As accurate as you can. You know, take ten years and try to shove it in two and a half
0: hours. Gotcha.
3: So, you know, you have things you have to summarize mm-hmm. because you want people to to feel what it felt like, and also, you know, you're you're you know, you got a movie, so you gotta, you know, introduce the characters, you know, right. put them in some shit, get them out some shit. You know, that's, <laughs> that's basically movies, yeah. and so. Um, you gotta follow those movie um, beats and they gotta be dramatic, but but everything happened. You know, some things may have happened in a week and we put it in one scene. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Yep. So you gotta kinda scrunch things together to make sure you get the whole story, you know. But you know, basically we wanted to tell a story, a universal story, because if not, you know, it's just rap movie shit, you know. And people's like, "Yo, it's a rap movie." I was like, "Nah, it's it's bigger than a rap movie." So we wanted to make a movie about friendship, uh, break up to make up, you know, mm-hmm. David versus Goliath, right. uh, rags to riches, right. you know, all that is universal stories that we had with a with the backdrop of of that time and that era, and and and. The, real dialogue that was happening, the shit that was going on. So it's tricky. You know, it was the hardest movie I ever made because of reality. you know. Right. When you just dealing with fiction, you yeah. be like, man, fuck it. You know, we don't have that car. Get this car. You right. don't have yeah. that, you know, yeah. we don't yeah. have that house. Get this, you know, apartment. You know, what I mean, yeah. you could just. But with you a movie you're trying to be shit. accurate, you want to. And it's a it's a it's a period piece. So mm-hmm. we want people to feel how it felt like in 86, 87, 88, 89, yeah, right. 90. You know, so um it was a lot of things to try to juggle to be able to to get that story. But, you know, you got me there, you got Dre there, you know, Ren, Yella, DOC, yeah, right. everybody is kinda giving their input on on their version of what happened, you know. So we oh. just a lot of shit I didn't even know. Like, yeah. cause when I broke up with the group, you know, yeah. I'm over here with the lynch mob and my right. shit. They over there doing their thing. I don't know what's going on with them. So right. in making the movie, I'm discovering like shit. Yeah, yeah, like, so what happened when I left? And right. then, you know, finally getting a chance to really hear what happened. Right. So I was like, damn, if I'm discovering new shit, right. the audience is gonna be the same way. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, yo, this happened, yo. I didn't know half of that shit was
0: happening over there. Yeah, once you gonna fuck with niggas, you gonna fuck with them? Your son did a great job. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: I appreciate it. I'm proud of him.
0: So let me ask you this: working with Dr. Dre, is it very tedious? Because he seems like a professional. We we had a session, dipset, that is, with Dr. Dre. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we had a session with Dr. Dre. We was in there maybe 14 hours and and did, nothing got done. <laughs> I mean, shit got done, but Drake like, nah, nah, yo, say it like this. And then yeah. we be like, we that, think and we say, because you know, we from, we from Harlem, so we think we the one take boys. We, got, yeah. we go in there, jump in, say our shit, yo, we done. Nah, nah, y'all ain't done. <laughs> You're like, what you mean? That shit was fire, Drake. Nah, 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 nah. Say it like, Put your shirt. Well, I don't even remember what it was, but <laughs> well, we said about a hundred verses a piece. Then he wanted a girl's voice, and I'm like, "Yo, this process that is kind of
2: crazy." Yeah,
0: look, you said we're not playing today. I'm just saying, but no, I'm,
2: I'm saying, I'm you know, thinking you, as a Harlem nigga yeah, sitting for no. fourteen hours. Out. Yeah, we walking I out. No,
0: that, that's why I'm actually we only yeah, have one Yeah, yeah, we have no. Niggas want
3: to get every syllable right.
0: Yo, we up, up sneaking get, out. Yeah, what that's what I yeah, was yeah,
3: thinking. You want to get every syllable right, right and it's not right to you, it's right to him. Like right. he want to hear it a certain way. Right. So, yeah, you're going to work
2: when you And he was like right. that in the beginning? Yeah, yeah,
3: he was he was like that. Um you you just had to get it right or he wasn't going to he wasn't gonna put the record out.
0: It, it seemed like watching, like I said, just mm-hmm. no one watching the movie. Sorry to cut you off, murder. Um, just watching the movie that, yep, yep. Since well, still to this day, yep, pen was always on fire. So they had to kind of favor what you said because Easy wasn't a rapper, or Dre didn't know how to rap, and maybe Ren did. But it seemed like you were always the best writer. So that's why I was asking you when you first started with N.W.A. Did he tell you to make yes syllables and everything? Yeah, way? I yeah.
3: mean that's how you always been since from um, day one. Day one, gotcha. And that's so, crazy. Um, how can you argue with him? You know, especially after the hits start coming. You right. know, um, but in the Boy- beginning, I'm, you didn't have the hits. I'm not. You know, "Boys in the Hood" was the first song I wrote, and we did it for Easy. So once we got that standard. It was kind of like this is the bar we gotta we gotta, you gotta a pass, stat, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, and and he, I mean, Easy was not a rapper at all. So you can imagine that session took like four days or some shit, you right. know, like getting him to get them three verses in right. on that wow. song, maybe four verses on that song. But you know, it, 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 it's a hit, you know what I mean? What can you say, like? Right. Yeah. Tell Dre, Nah, man, I, this shit is done. I got it. I'm gone. Right. He's just gonna stand there, give it, get a man what he want. Um, <laughs> you know, get a man what he want. Right. And, and yeah. then, and then, you know, after you do that, he'll probably call you back in when he's mixing in and saying, Yo, man, I need, I need to just say these couple things over. Right. And so you're working with you're working with somebody like that. You just gotta be like, Yo, I'm a tool right now. You know what I mean? Right. I just gotta get this man what he want. Right. And um and just keep hitting him with ideas, you know. Just keep hitting him with your ideas. See, some people get get in with Dre and they they freeze up, you know, they think, okay, yeah. this Dre, he gonna have all the ideas. But right. he he want them
1: to come He, he wants you
3: to come, keep coming with, with you know, he don't care if it's whack, just say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give him the an idea and then, you know, let us let him chop it up. So yeah, you know you are gonna work when you working with Dre. You know, bring your bring a, bring a lunch for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. So I was looking the other day. I forget whose uh, whose whose uh, show it was on. I think it's who kid, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, kid, yeah. right? You think that you and I'm not disagreeing, Maxine, the number one dish record ever. Yeah, of all, of all time, anybody doesn't matter if it's Jay Z, Nas, Kumo Nobody. D, LL Cool J, Which no.
3: record is this? No Vaseline.
0: Yeah, it's to yeah, love. Yeah. No,
3: Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, no. <laughs> here's why. Yeah, here's why I think it's the best. Right, because you got one MC right. taking out folk. Motherfuckers and the manager. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, to me, you can't beat that. 4MC, they
0: they're,
2: they're the, the manager. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, that's why. You know, yeah. And that's what I was, you know, that was part of the movie that that was really interesting that you said you probably learning that when I was watching the movie and they heard the song for the first time, it's good that they had Dre and everybody there. they said, Jerry Heller went on a rampage in the house <laughs> when the, when the um, song came on. They wanted to sue and all type of crazy yeah. shit but it's a lot of disc records. you number one ever? Number,
3: number one ever. One I mean, you right. know, I, don't argue with you. I, I love, a, you know, I love disc records. Yeah. You know? um, no,
0: this I
3: don't nobody think nobody had to really deal with that. Yeah, you that know, was a deal lot. Deal with 4 MC1. And
0: not, really and not one only on that, one. they was on fire. They,
3: they was on fire. fire. I thought look. Yeah, yeah, they were I, I had a part on two rope, because yeah. I knew, you know what I mean? You had a part two Yeah, it remind me of Harlem Nights, you know, it's like... You know what I mean? They shoot. Yeah. you just pop up, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> you think more, and more <laughs> you of your right. shells coming, you right. Right. look up, they all they, laid. They, they, they like, whoa, okay. <laughs> now,
0: all right, are you right? Because when when I heard when I heard you say that, I'm like, I googled. Yeah. I said niggas did never, they never really nah. recovered from that, man. Yeah, they they, they were
3: to me in a process of breaking That's up, like bad, Dre was you know, going through, this is what I end up hearing after the fact, you know, uh, in doing the movie that Trey, you know, shortly after I left, it started to get rocky over there with, with Easy and Trey. And so, um, and DLC. So I don't think, you know, they was, they was cohesive enough at the time that I dropped the record that, that they could come back.
0: I think it's all cause of Easy's relationship with Jerry Heller?
3: I think, I think Jerry taught Easy what to do. Now Easy,
0: how to rob niggas. Yeah,
3: that's you still know, going, yeah, yeah, that's that's still going on you today. I think Jerry, Jerry taught, taught him how, how to, to do, do it because, because Jerry still did, going I mean, on easy today. didn't know the business. <laughs> yeah, that's what Easy was a new dude coming around. Right, and he was hanging, and um, he started to be like, "Yo, I like this music. Show. I'm trying to get out of the game." Wanna, I want to get into music, I'm going to be a manager and I'm going to have my own label. And, you know, we all like, yeah, man, whatever, whatever, right. whatever. And then, you know, nigga just got serious. Yeah. He started to come with, he was like, this is what the label going to look like. He started getting label copies made mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And we looking at this dude like, yo, yo. And then he started to connect with people. First, he connect with Alonzo, uh, who ran the Wrecking crew, because Dre was part of, the Wrecking Crew. One you know. thing
0: I say that motherfucker Alonzo's in everybody's documentary. Yeah, you yeah. Know, when Lonzo, it comes like you know the he little documentaries.
3: He, he was he was a he was a hustler. You know he was right. a um, first you know you throw parties and stuff. And then he's, he would uh, he would hire, like you know. Book Run DMC to come. Yeah, salt of, and pepper, and,
0: I never and met, he was like, he "Fuck it, we do to start shit. making long like, and this that money. This shit would have never without <laughs> <me>. <laughs> that's true, that's that's happened without me." Yeah, he yeah. said none of these motherfuckers would have never existed it's without me. <laughs>
3: it's true, you know. He, uh, so Easy start hanging with him. You know what I mean? Then I think Jerry. I mean, Easy, Lonzo introduced Easy to Jerry, um, and then you know Jerry started teaching Easy the game. And then we started making records kind of at the same time. So I just felt like, you know, at the time, Easy really didn't know the game enough to be, to be uh, robbing niggas. You know right. what I mean? yeah. He had to be taught that by somebody.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically, just when we said Jerry toy I'm a problem, yeah. just basically. And was yeah. that the reason you left the group?
3: I left the group because he lied. You know, and I caught him in a lie. When you say he lied, who lied? Jerry he, lied to okay. me. Okay, gotcha. Um, I was a young dude, you know, young MC. I Like, the whole business part of it, you know, I was kind of naive to it. But then um, I started hanging with the publicist that we had for NWA. She ended up being my manager named Pat Charbonnet. You'll see her name on the Friday credits. But uh, she was saying, you know, you know Jerry? I'm like, no, I don't know these dudes, you know. I don't know Jerry, and just like, make sure you look at your paperwork. You know, what I mean, make sure. You, you know, I got a lawyer wow. if you wanna, right. if you wanna talk to him. And then Michael right. Ashburn, and uh, make sure everything is straight. So, um, so I didn't want to tell Jerry I had a lawyer. You know, what I'm saying I was like, uh, my mama. Hey, the, the I, said, my mama <laughs> I said my mama. I said my mama want to see my contract before I signed it. You know, I put it on because I, I felt like he would think she. You know, black mama Yeah, she didn't know no better. So give it to her and we'll get it back. So he kept saying, um, I'll get it to you. I'll get it, I'll get it to you. How old are you at this time? I'm 17, 18, about 18. Right, smart. I'll get it to you, I'll get it to you, I'll get it to you. It wasn't coming. And then I told my mother, I said, call him, you know. And then he said, uh, so my mother called him. So I asked him, we was on the road, we was on tour. I asked him, I said, man, you talk to my mother? He she said yeah. He said, yeah. I talked to her and she cussed me out, cute. She called me all kind of names in the book. And I sit back, I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. Now, my mama ain't gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Unless like, you did, She ain't so. gonna do that. You know what I mean? Right. You not only are you handling you 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 in my you doing my business, she ain't gonna fuck up my business like that. So yeah. I knew he lied on it. And so I called her and then she went off about him lying. So I said, okay, this motherfucker's a liar. If he lie on my mama and don't yeah. think I'm a double yeah, check Right. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna talk to your scumbag, mama 17 years. You know? Yeah, you a scumbag, you know what I mean? So I said, okay, I can't trust him. For lying yeah. lie on your mama, you can't trust him. So they wanted us to sign the contracts while we were still on the tour. That's when you seen the scene where I'm like, nah, no, he's signing. So that was, that was real. In when the you movie. Said,
0: why the, the, the room so dark in the yeah, and all that? <laughs> all that, because
3: we was in Phoenix, Arizona. We was in Phoenix, Arizona at the <laughs> like, oh, Double, street,
4: like the did, double Tree. the Double Tree hotel in Phoenix, Arizona.
3: We had right. the Phoenix. And everybody's going in, you know. Jerry, you know, uh, we signed the contracts today, you know, so everybody's going down there. So it was my turn. Y'all didn't go together? No. One at a time. That's crazy. That's One that's, time. One that's, at a time. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: But but think about it. Not to cut you off, murder. Just think about this, cause I'm like murder. May's got his deal in 1996, and I think I mine in the end in 1997. This is the 80s. Yeah. The how strong? Cause when the, when we got a record deal, we just fucking happy to get a record deal. Like yeah. yo, we got a deal. So how strong and smart you have to be to turn that down? But that's seventeen. Real story. At yeah, 17 but remember, my
2: mom said she wasn't signing the contract. That's the a fact. first deal that, we didn't get. That's a fact. But we just the same thing.
0: We was like, "Fuck that." We signed. <laughs>
2: <that laughs> so, I'm
0: sorry to cut you because I really want to hear how this happened. So he pushed y'all down one on one. one yeah, five.
3: one by one, it was my turn. So
2: was they happy? The people that came out before, like, like after they signed, yeah, they, <laughs> they,
3: they had they had seventy five thousand. Yeah. So they was oh, happy. Yeah, they, they had seventy five thousand dollars in the eighties. So. I go in and it is, it, it, it's like dark and shit, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> sitting behind them, you know, the contracts and this light on the contracts. It's like, you know, real,
0: you're about to sign your soul
3: to the devil type right, shit. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, He was, it was like he was trying to, he knew that I was asking about the contracts and shit, so I guess he was trying to, you know, intimidate me or, you know, had this one-on-one you know session me and him just kind of he was just gonna convince me to sign this contract right. so I sat down he was telling me you know the record is doing good and it's great and we got you know just money for you and everything is great and all you need to do is sign this contract and I'm like I said I can't sign the contract because I don't know what's in it I'm trying to have you get it to my people and you won't do it? So I need to see what's in that contract before I sign it. And he was like, um, "This we got seventy-five thousand dollars for you, Cube." I said, "I said, well, ain't that my money anyway, whether I right. sign it or not? Because the record right. is out, right? So that's my money anyway." Um, no, I can't give it to you, Easy said. Do not give it to you unless you sign. I he said, "Easy said, don't give it to but you unless the you crazy. So I just like. Well, all right, man. He so said you're not gonna sign. I said, man, I can't sign. it. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what I'm signing. Like,
0: now, you I just got, just got up on you know, the fucking record. Yeah, he just and I'm, sorry for out. I'm just thinking and he like, playing man. you
2: against Easy from the Yeah, don't yeah. you know, right. be He's writing Easy yeah. shit.
0: Easy came yeah. right?
2: right?
3: So,
0: guys, my fault. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You
3: know, so I just got up and, and, and left, and um, then it started to get around to the group that I didn't sign and shit. So, we was on our way to the show. It was in the. It was clowning my ass in that car. You know, he's in the van. Everybody's like, "Man, seventy-five thousand. I don't give a fuck what that shit say. I, 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 want my money." Like, it was all talking about what they was gonna do with their money and shit.
0: Right. It was like
3: they thought I was a dummy. Yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, I was just taking that shit on the chin, and rolling. Yeah,
0: you know. And then that's but that's to the point. What I was saying yeah. is that he's writing all the shit. Everybody I guess outside of Ren.
3: D.O.C.
2: was writing. Okay, D.O.C. Too. was yeah. writing Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. So, but they say it for be So it could be harder for them to say no. Yeah, listen, yeah.
0: I, but that's that's what I was They did a them. skit
2: about it and all kind of shit.
0: Yeah. You know? you know, that shit all kind of shit to me about yo, that. Yo, so when America's most wanted came out, I used to go to Inglewood in the summertime to um my aunt lived in Inglewood in, in Cali off La Cienica and Evergreen. So when that shit came out, that shit I was went back home and when the summer was over with khakis and shit on. It it's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, man? I said, yo, my yeah. nigga, fucking Q got this shit going crazy, nigga. I'm like a Cali nigga because I was going out there in 1990, 1991. Yeah. Like three years, three summers in a, row, in a row I was going to Englewood and you had that shit in the smash. And then I was a real NWA fan too on um, the album you wasn't on. And I'm like, oh, they going hard because nobody ever knew your name. And I'm like, who the fuck is oh shit? They, they start calling and now I'm like, oh, they're kind of going crazy on yeah. Q right now. Yeah. But I like that album too, I'm not going to lie.
3: Yeah. They came yeah. back
0: and I'm like, damn, man. Like See, I wasn't
3: going to diss them. Like, right. if you listen to America's Most Wanted, I don't, don't mention
0: know. NWA at all. Straight up my shit. Once upon a time and the pro, all that yeah. shit, I was out there. Yeah. So, you know, I was kind of out there. Every call playing, that shit was going crazy, so... When I came, like I said, I came back home wearing khakis and all of the Converse, the niggas thought I was fucking crazy for <laughs> about two, three months yeah, it's, it's when a, I came a, back home.
3: Yeah, it's infectious, man. You know yeah. what I mean? You get around yeah. there and get around them folks.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you start. So what about, um? Was I I, I know I always see um Dub C with you. Yeah. At your shows, everywhere you go, whenever I see you perform or sometime, we be at the same place and in and just different times. Is the West Side Connection still together sometime?
3: Nah, nah. We don't get down like that. You know, it's just me and Dub. Me and Dub, we from the same neighborhood. Okay. We grew up, you know, right around the corner from each other. So, we always been down from day one. And um, I'm just happy he still, you know, hang out and go out with me. He's his own artist, but he he still go out with me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've been all over the world together. So, it's been a
0: great thing. So what, like y'all? It's a problem with Matt.
3: Yeah, it's a problem. You oh. know what I mean? It's it's uh, I like you know, it, it's, it's, it's is a thing a where where uh, this is a You know, man. he, you know, it, it, it's just a violation that that can't be uh, that can't be
0: overlooked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll leave it at that. You want You mind sticking around for one more time, on man? Yeah. All All right, right, I'm cool, having the
1: okay. So we'll be right back with more questions.
3: She call this thing about toxic
0: Four years and counting Got you feeling like an option Maybe I'm my own problem, babe She tired of hearing, I don't know My stubborn in me won't
2: fall, oh, oh, oh Dealing with this thing called trust But she really thinking about it. She want to be free
1: Welcome back, we're still here with Ice Cube and Mace had a couple questions. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I wanted to more so talk about um, like, where did you find Chris Tuck at? Oh man.
3: Chris had done, um, I seen him on Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. And um, when it was time to do Friday, actually uh, uh, DJ Pooh was supposed to play Smokey. DJ Pooh, he wrote the movie with me. And he plays Red in the, mm-hmm. in the movie. So he was supposed to play Smokey. Newline had a problem with that because he had never done a movie before. Yeah. And then Chris had just done House Party 3, but he they didn't use him. Like they used him like half a second. I not huh? know he was he just Yeah, he, like me. half a second. And um, I said, they underused that dude. And and so when it was time to do Friday when we was looking for people, they was telling me, you know, try Tommy Davidson and try these other people. And I'm like, nah, I want somebody nobody has ever seen before because he's gonna feel like he's from the neighborhood, you know, like Smokey. Mm -hmm. And so I said, man, I seen this kid that I know he could do it, uh, named Chris Tucker. And they was like, who, who, who? I said, man, just get him out here. Let us do uh, um, a screen test together. You know what I mean? Let's do some scenes together. If it don't work out, then, you know, we could just send him back home. And so they agreed. And then we sat down. I mean, it was funny from jump, you know, yeah. and then they was like, yeah, yeah, this kid this is like a new kid. And I'm like, he already been in a new line movie. And they was like, which one? I said, fucking house party. He was like, oh yeah. Okay, he could do it since he's been in one of our movies before. So no. that's kinda
0: how Chris got it. Well, well, to capitalize on what you were saying. Yeah, I,
2: was, I wanted to say, what what made them, when it went so well, not come back and do, like, Friday, too?
3: Um, I don't really know. You know, it, it's like we didn't decide to do the second Friday till like, five years later. Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't going to ever oh, do a yeah. sequel. You know what I mean? I was just like, that one is, like... it was
2: super gone by you that. Know, that so the you know, It's classic, yeah. leave
3: it alone. And then... Um, New line was bugging me, yo. Is it a sequel? You think you could put, you know, is there something? I'm like, yeah, I could think of something. And then I, you know, I had a whole concept. Then I, then I realized he wasn't going to do the second one. You know, at the time he said um, he didn't like pushing the marijuana and, just and being the that. profanity. Just and so, um, niggas, I was
2: like
3: damn. I was, <laughs> like, damn. I was like, damn. You know, like this You've is not going to work.
2: Religious. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not, hey, man, hey, yeah. don't, don't blame God, man. Don't blame yeah. God. No, but, but, uh, it's the but, yeah, yeah, no, no, i said you can't blame God for but, uh, But it's cool, because I was like, yeah, you know, we can't be on the block without Chris. So we, yeah. I got to take this off the block. Yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, you know, Craig has a crazy cousin. Like, we all got crazy-ass cousins, so yeah. we're going to go out there and deal with his crazy-ass cousin, Day-Day. Yeah. So then that's how Mike Epps... Um, you know, I, I, I saw him at a He was doing stand up. I was like, that nigga
0: crazy right
3: there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Did you and DJ Pooh fall out over the movie Friday at any particular time? No, it was over.
3: DJ Pooh. What happened was, um, when it was time to do the sequel, uh, it was a situation where where um, some happened with Pooh and, and his contract when he first signed the contract with New Line. So it was a situation that we cleared up. Um, And so, you know, me and Pua Cool to this day. We actually, you know, I was actually having them help me with the the fourth one until, you know, New Line, you know, they they didn't want to do it after we got it done. But, yeah, it was an issue with his contract when he first signed with New Line. So we got that
0: cleared up.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and my and my last question I wanted to know since it's fifty years of hip hop, just looking back all over everything, recapping everything that happened between East Coast and West Coast. Yeah. What it what um what's your outlook on it looking back? Um
3: I think it was something that
2: like what could have prevented it? What all that type of stuff.
3: I don't know what could have prevented it. You know, yeah. I think um, you know it was just a kind of a territorial thing in a way. Um, I think when it first started happening, it really started happening when the West Coast started to blow up. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like it took a lot of attention away, and it was like some industry folks that was not liking that. You know, yeah. so it was a, it was kind of a. a, a a theme going around like, yo, let's keep it real. That keep it real, that keep it real uh, term came out of the East Coast, West Coast beef because it was kind of like, yo, what we doing on the East is real hip hop. What they doing over there is just like gangbang music, you know, and it was kind of being discredited by the industry. Um, that was bubbling. Before yeah. Biggie and and uh, Pop got into it, you know, I remember Tim Dog did a record called "Fuck Compton." Yeah, he from Bronx. Like, yeah we
2: used to dance in the parties. Yeah, 40s, so yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: whoa,
3: you know, we, we didn't understand where that was coming yeah, I from. I know it
2: because you know what?
0: <laughs> and and, and we I, I was kids. young. I was you yeah. about to say we was probably 10 or 11 years old. But y'all was y'all whether y'all know it or not, y'all was a big deal on the yeah. East Coast. So. It got to the point where niggas on the East Coast, just to I take it as a yeah. 10-year-old or 11-year-old, like, oh, they can't take it no more. This is the only way to get back at them because yeah. we loved what y'all guys was doing as well. I mean, we
3: love the East Coast. Our, right. our favorite groups was all East Coast groups. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Our favorite groups wasn't West Coast right. groups. It was, you know, um, EPMD. It was, you know, Ron, DMC, uh, Rakim, KRS. Yeah. You know, those are our favorite groups. So when that came out, it was like, "Whoa!" And then there was a couple other songs that kind of came out in that vein. Uh, I think Master Ace had a song called "Slaughterhouse," you know. Um, yeah, I remember And, and that. so it was bubbling. And then what happened was, you know, the thing that happened at the source just kind of took it over the top with with uh, with Suge, you know, and and, and Death Row, and, and and you know, going against Puffy and. And uh, the bad boy uh, team. So that's just kind of, since both teams was at the top of the heat, it made it, it kind of just made it go, you know, made yeah. it blow. Um, we did West Side Connection because we felt like, okay, our, our legacy is going to be erased. You know, we we had a blip of, you know, six, seven years but that that all would be erased if we don't like put a flag in the ground and be like, yo, this West Coast, this is us, we did have an impact yeah. in hip hop. Because the whole industry we felt was on the East Coast, you know, it's like on you know, TV Raps, BT, it's like everything that we needed was on the East, on the East Coast. And we felt like, yo, if, if if we got this sentiment going and we don't. We gonna put our flag in the ground. Our whole, our whole time that we bubble might get erased. Gotcha. You know, so that was kind of our our take on it. And um, I'm glad we passed that. You know, I think yeah. that time with the East and the West yeah. going at each other, it made the South blow up too. You know, mm-hmm. it, it gave an opening for the South. So now you have pretty much three coasts. Yeah, that's that's bubbling.
2: That's, and, that's really good because, and not to cut you no, off, I can't, but, can't, my, my, but I was thinking about that as you was talking because I can remember those times. And it's funny how on the East Coast, we think in the same way. The exact opposite, but the yeah. same way. We're thinking, well, they got, we got the, um, we got music, but we got to go to LA for everything. We got to go out there to do movies. We got to yeah. go out there to the awards. So it's funny to hear you say that, because on the opposite side, we're thinking the exact same thing. Yeah,
3: we was, we was worried that the industry would look at our, like discredit our, our, you know, our time that we had, yeah. you know, from NWA, I want mean, Ice iced tea on, you know, we didn't want that to happen. And, and, you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, at the end of the day, I think, both coasts really respect each other and mm-hmm. respect, you know, each other's contribution to the game. And um it's just a it's just a dark period in hip-hop. Yeah. This
0: I will be, be, be my last, sorry Mace, this will be my last question, because I know y'all going, go Mace may have something else you want to ask you. At, capitalizing off what Mace was saying, you when you left the group NWA, you were one of the first people like to work with E not EPM, I mean, public enemy did you take any backlash from the west coast with messing with like public enemy because they were from the east coast were they cool with that
3: not at all you know they it was cool my favorite producers was the bomb squad you know right. it wasn't dre right one. it was like i, I right. love right. i love right. public enemy <laughs> right you know and i love uh the production you know i think you know when it comes to sampling nobody was better than the bomb squad you know you got eric Sadler, hank shockley keith shockley um Chuck D. And so I was happy, you know, I was like, yo, I got the best producers in the game right. about to work on my project. And um I did hear that that when 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 they heard I was on the East Coast making a record that they laughed because they just thought it wouldn't work. You know, it was right. like, yo, I'm taking this West Coast shit to the East is gonna be a right yeah train wreck right and uh and so it wasn't because you know we have brought a lot of records with us you know me and uh sir Jinx, we we had brought some records with us that we was actually going to do so we we was like dedicated to make sure that it it still had west coast flavor in it even though it was done green street studios right there in new york right there.
1: That's really dope. Do you have a quick question? Actually, for all all y'all, so would you consider yourself a fan of today's hip hop?
3: Um, some of it. I don't. You know, a fan. (laughs) A fan is somebody you know that that's constantly you know buying it, and you know, kind of absorbing it. Um. You know, I ain't in it like that. Man.
0: <laughs> I think what I'll say to answer your question before Cube goes, because the yeah. second last that he has to go, is that I, I may not listen to all of it, but what I do say is that you got to let, because I got friends who hate on it, like, yo, this fucking garbage and all this stuff. And I think it's generational. I think that you got to let the 19-year-olds like what the 19-year-olds like, or you got to let the 15-year-olds like what the 15-year-olds like. I was just going to sound like an old ass hater, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because when you was 19, there was somebody over your grandmother may be like, what the fuck are you listening yeah. to that? I don't I can't understand. <laughs> I, mean, I, I understand. try to
3: get into it. Like yeah. I, I, I come at it with that angle. You yeah. know, if yeah. the youngsters is exactly. playing it. Yeah. I want to know what they like about it. Why? Why they into it? You know? Right. And some some of it I feel some of it I think, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a lack but of quality. Yeah. Is there no by like chance it. a specific artist that comes to mind that y'all don't understand the hype?
2: I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I Stats do. tired. She no. thought NWA was, was networking with
1: her. No, I'm just <laughs> curious. Stats tired. Figured yeah. I'd ask.
0: Now you got to get out of here. Okay. Appreciate this so much. much. Yeah. Love Thank you so much. man. Thank you so much, man. Love what you guys are doing. Thank you again, man. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you for being here. As always, stay tuned for the next episode. And y'all know, it is what it is.
0: Nigga. everything nigga super, size. super size. two big necks. like when they doing them two for five, two for five. and then drive through in the black